live and in person. Well, maybe I should save everything I'm going to say about that for the air. I do have it in the news. Oh, it's, it'll bear repeating. Yeah. You got to be a little tight lipped until we start the show. <laughs> got to be a March 28th ice out. There's a couple tomorrow. I called Bemidji. They haven't fired that teacher. Yeah, I'll bet they don't. The high school teacher. Yeah. There's a big whoop-de-doo story in the Bemidji newspaper in 2013 about the feeling they're not going to? them coming aboard. Her, who, com him, who coming aboard? That teacher. Really? Yeah, in 2013, it was the Bemidji, what's the paper there? I don't Pioneer. remember. Pioneer? Uh, let me see if I can find it again. It's Bemidji something. What was the gist of it? That welcome, uh, welcome trans teacher? Or? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, let me see what I can find here. I look. I saw it yesterday, right after we finish your show. Rook, rock. What are the ads? Well, there's a 2018 story about her, too, publishing two new books of poetry. In order to give you ads, I need to see them through my glasses. Frat. Just frat molars done. Oh wait, no wait. What is today? Twenty eighth. Twenty uh, eighth is EcoFun and Mueller Memorial. I've got Minnesota Masonic and Welter. <clears throat> No lammer. Uh, there is no lammer today. The Bemidji Pioneer, Joe. Pioneer, yeah. Uh, let's see. 2013. Oh, it's about her book in 2013 also. Apparently she gets a lot of pub when she uh, publishes a book. Okay. 2013, story about her new book. 2018, story about two new books. Since when does Kenny have to take his mother to a doctor? 
Got a new uh, wrinkle in his life? Or I, he always yeah. done that? No, not that I'm aware of. I don't think so, but apparently. Doesn't seem like Kenny. Did we talk one day about the AM radios not being electric cars because of the static? We didn't mention it. <laughs> Boy, that's it. the way to kill AM radio for good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, join in, John. Okay. Hey, not sure you want that. No. <laughs> Hey now. <laughs> Get any uh, Trump feedback? Yep. Did you? Same Very stuff? foul stuff. Yeah, well, shocking. <coughs> I didn't get any. I'm a no Bless good communist you. asshole. Of course you are. <coughs> we all know this to be true. Right. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, <coughs> video uh, from oh. the Nash Nashville school? Mm -hmm. Cops were a little more on the ball than the Evaldi cops. There. I'd say so. Yeah. I got to get a drink of water. <laughs> Rookster, you doing double duty today? Yeah, going back to the aeropuerto. Oh, went back fun. yesterday. Went back yesterday uh, about six. Oh, jeez. Yikes. How many hours you work in there? Like a million? Well, oh, maybe don't you don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I don't have a shift. Oh, I see. So it's okay. not like when I was at Sun Country. You have to be here Sunday from, you know, one to eight. Oh, I get it. Okay. This is, uh, these are great people to work for. We're hiring, cool. by the way. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe maybe like I said, we're Bill. not clock watchers. Yeah, we're not clock watchers. Got it. I'd tell Bill, but that's a long drive from our house. It is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you just spend it in gas. You won't recoup your. He's uh, probably. Well, I shouldn't. Never mind. I'm gonna keep it low. Well, he's probably gonna get a job offer here from a company in Anoka, well-known uh, ammunition manufacturing company, but mm -hmm. he doesn't want to work the shifts. Because they're 12-hour shifts. And 
Oh, so four 12-hour days? And they're overnights. Well, it's three, three one week and four the next. Okay. So <laughs> I think it'd be great, especially in summer, but he's... Dang it. Was it pay? <clears throat> didn't, didn't cut it? What? You need some chips? Oh. <laughs> some grit? Grit. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. All right, let me pull up Audacity if Cowboy's ready. Audacity. You have the audacity? Yes, I do. Yes, my lord. It's about 55 degrees in my basement. It's freezing. Nice. nice. You turned on your thermostat? Well, the, see, I have this theory when the weather's nice, my heat never kicks in because it stays somewhat warm upstairs. So downstairs, it's freezing because heat rises. Got that? I think I got it. I can't believe the Pioneer Press does not have the Walls rental story. They don't? No, it it broke on MPR. I saw Annette Meeks at the airport yesterday, and she turned me on to that. Yeah, you told me. Uh, oh, your text. Right. And I thought it was supposed to be a secret. There's no way that story would have been kept secret. No. So, so even Fletch chimed in. Did you see this? Unbelievable. Well, what's unbelievable about it is how tone deaf it is. I mean, you you know, he's got to live someplace, but holy mackerel. So he sold his house when he He won. doesn't even have a house. That's optimistic, huh, as a politician to sell your house. Well, he's going to get about five <laughs> pensions. He's going right. to make a lot of money in retirement. Well, I'm glad he found um, quality shelter. <laughs> I would say quality shelter. Across the street from Vince. It's in that area. Yeah. You know what? They're nice digs. Well, it's on a lake. It's on the it's sunfish. On a, the lake. Yeah, Here we should, go. Frataloni. You should move out there, huh? there someday. I was just we, telling Hyde. I tried yeah. to have that talk last night. I'm getting nowhere. Yeah. I had, I advised him the same thing, Rook, but he says he just can't get any traction with the. I can't uh, think get about any that. Purchase. Those grandkids <clears throat> running the grounds. There's room to. I don't want them driving on a freeway. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Put them back in the bubble, Mama. All right. I'm rolling in three, two, one. Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1044, March 28th. 2023, 78 degrees on this day, back Oof. in 1946. And it was as chilly as one below on this day in 1923. And I have no ice outs to report. Oh, really? No. So I'll remain in the studio while I hit the right. theme here. <laughs> and now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Studio One, it's Garage Logic <laughs> with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. The Burton note says the wife and I walked along Bassett Crick. I think he's doing that to irritate Crick, yeah, yeah I think uh, he is too. Creek. <laughs> uh, I noted aloud that it doesn't seem very floody. We find Bassett to be a pretty good indicator of what spring will bring. She agreed, and after a pause, asked, does Souchere still do those ice-out announcements? <laughs> I said I didn't know and wondered if you had forgotten. She said, well, the ice-outs are tedious, but I'm glad he does them. 
tedious. And then today, hmm. boom, went to dynamite. <laughs> we have the tedium of ice house. I can't find one for today. And uh, some other matters relating to yesterday. Let me clear up something about Matt Walsh. I've been getting a lot of emails about him, and I, I might have been too, uh, too quick to paint him with a broad brush. Apparently, he's a GLer, and uh, I think he's the, uh, I think he's behind the film "What Is a Woman," and he's okay. uh, he's got quite the, uh, uh, the followers. So, yes, uh, Matt Walsh, uh, I will give a listen. Is that a rhetorical question? What is a woman? No, I think he was having fun with the idea that these morons can't define what a woman is. Remember Got the it. Supreme Court Justice yep. who, what's her name, John? She couldn't define what a woman was. Um, she was afraid to. Jackson, of, somebody Jackson? Yeah, Jackson, exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, some matters regarding yesterday. I said uh, chopping ice was an indicator of boredom, and I'm getting a pushback <laughs> on that. Uh, Paul Root notes, uh, got to disagree on chipping ice is not boredom. I spend all winter not just clearing the driveway, sidewalk, and fire hydrant, but also the gutter from my driveway to the sewer drain with a north with a north facing house. No melting goes on on my side of the road. I don't keep if I don't keep the drain clear when melting does start. I would ha I would have a lake at the end of the driveway. Now this past four to five days, I've been out a couple of times in reverse space management. Since I had piles of snow next to the driveway over four feet high, I've been shoveling snow from the piles back onto the driveway <laughs> to get them to melt sooner. It's satisfying to see it melt. But, yeah, it's a time waster. Last spring, wow. my phone popped up in a picture of my uh, – last spring, my phone popped up a picture of my MG from 2019. I drove it to work on this day in 2019, top down, of course, it was about five miles back then. Now I'm thinking Saturday might be the day to pull out, uh, pull that car out from its slumber. Paul in Buffalo, but you didn't send me a picture of the car. Come on, <laughs> that's all you. That whole all letter, I care that's about. all the you care about. The whole thing boiled down yep. to let me see the MG. Uh-huh. And then uh, Howard notes, chopping ice is not a sign of boredom, and I resent the suggestion that the activity lacks creativity. <laughs> It is instead a right we have earned as suburban Minnesotans. We have persevered through this frozen purgatory called winter, and it is our opportunity to exact revenge upon that which has repressed and endangered us. In fact, I will go so far as to say that in this one narrow instance, man has an effect on nature when we take out our frustrations on ice that is weakening, weakening and defenseless. When I'm chopping ice, my inaudible but constant mantra is simple. Take that. I'm not on your lawn. You're on mine, Howard. Best wow. I don't, uh, I don't mind him chopping ice, but uh, putting snow back on your clean driveway just so it melts, that's, that's a lot. I would throw in the street. Maybe that's, not necessarily that's in the driveway. That's reverse space management. Yeah. That's Isn't weird. that something? You spend all winter practicing <laughs> space management, and then you reverse it. I did call the Bemidji Minnesota school district, they do still have employed as a high school teacher, Gina Marie Bernard, who came up yesterday with her send up of the people in Tennessee. She wanted to, she said, geez, I guess I'll never get to go down there and secretly inject 11 year olds with hormone blockers while I do an interpretive drag dance to my favorite Judy Bloom novel. She was, uh, she was 
suggesting that the people of Tennessee are a little over the top when it comes to transgender issues. Uh, but she also writes a dreadful, dreadful poetry. Uh, but the school, I'm sure the school is going to state, I talked to whoever I talked to said, no, we're not, we didn't fire. Wow. And, uh, I'm sure what the school can claim is that these are her private musings. You, uh, you found information, John. Yeah. Well, there were just some, uh, articles in the local Bemidji newspaper, the pioneer, I believe it was, uh, in 2013 about a book that she had published. And then in 2018, about two books of poetry that she had published. Uh, Speaking of her poetry, did you happen to look at any of her poetry? No, No, you, you wouldn't have liked it. It was, it was a awful, uh, in just in content, but then nothing rhymed. So, Oh, I hate that. I'm done with that (laughs) right off the bat. See ya. Well, okay. So Bemidji, you, your kids can take English classes from her and I'm, I'm sure they'll be wonderful. The, uh, yeah. What are they going to learn from her? Is what I want to know. The, uh, news I'm sensing the uh, traditional news gathering institutions don't know where to be on the Memphis. I'm sorry, the Nashville shooting, by the way, the cops there behaved a lot better than those cops in Uvalde, Texas, didn't they? Yeah. They got in and took care of it. Uh, this is a transgender, uh, person who did the shooting. And, uh, for that reason, I'm afraid it's, it's, making more news than it might have. And uh, I don't know, they don't know what to make of that. And neither do I, because I'm, I'm reasonably convinced there's a lot of transgender people who don't intend to shoot anybody. I I would agree. I would say probably 99.99%. That might even be high. Or low. Apparently this shooter had an agenda. She, uh, had intentions of getting to the mall, apparently a mall to shoot people. Uh, the coppers strongly believe she was going to some other targets, including family members in one of the malls in Nashville. And that's according to uh, chief Nashville police chief, John Drake said on CBS this morning. And uh, he said, and that just did not happen. Well, it didn't happen because the coppers acted quickly. Uh, the shooter's name is Audrey Hale, 28 years old, who officials say was armed with at least two assault-style weapons and a handgun. Uh, Drake said a search of the shooter's home turned up two additional weapons, and I believe some more maps, Drake said, pertaining to maybe some thinking about her other incidents. Uh, the shooter had attended the school, the Covenant School, in the city's affluent Green Hills neighborhood. And the uh, police believe the shooter might have had some history there. Uh, What detectives have said so far is there's possibly some resentment for having had to go to that school, the police chief said. Uh, Drake said authorities believe the shooting was targeted and planned We have a manifesto. We have a booklet that shows exactly what she planned to do. We have maps that show the entry point into the school, the weapons that were going to be used, the clothing that she was going to wear. And she had drawn it up almost like a cartoon character. It was exactly what she had on during this incident. Hmm. Uh, This, of course, has reignited the discussion in this country about the availability of assault-style weapons. 
I, I personally believe that the that the shooter is at fault and not the weapon, but you're going to get nowhere with that argument with euphorians. The euphorians believe that these weapons are to blame. Uh, all these weapons do is just make it easier for disturbed people to shoot. I don't know what to do about it. Uh, I won't believe my freedom is affected if you could somehow figure a way out to remove all assault-style weapons from the <clears throat> United States. But to do that, you'd need what? Big super magnet. magnet. Super magnet. Yep. It's all, that's the only thing that can... There's, uh, there's no other way to do it, and I'm not being facetious. You'd have to suspend above the country a very <clears throat> large magnet. What color is it? Uh, it's got the red uh, tips, but it's silver. It's a, it's a horseshoe, yeah. and it's a giant horseshue with giant, the red tips. Giant yes. horseshoe. It's not letting any... Any guns stay on earth. It's going away. You're going to get a lot of people's walkers, and you're going to get, you know, patio <laughs> furniture. But, some hips. Uh, you're going to get some hips. Oh, ouch. But you're going to get the, those assault, assault style. If 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 somehow those are banned, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, but I don't know how. They, we do have our president uh, who was weighed in on this. Apparently, he was made aware of these uh, of this dreadful tragedy and kids lost in in Nashville and here's what he had to say My name is Joe Biden <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband <laughs> and I ate his ice cream chocolate chip <laughs> I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream by the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. <laughs> I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. <laughs> Folks, uh, now he goes back to the podium. I just want to speak very briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. <clears throat> you know, uh, okay. Ben. Then he goes on to say what you would expect him to say. But he walked back to the podium, put the handheld microphone down, and then started to address it. I, I have no idea what was going through his mind. At the very least, isn't that disconcerting? He's up apparently in the private part of the White House. He gets word of this shooting, and he comes downstairs to address the country, mm. and he's no, no, help me. No, then. this was a already a women's business summit. Okay, that, that was scheduled, so he came down for that. He came down for that, and is that when he got word of the shooting? Yeah. Yep. Did he get word of the shooting before the ice cream or after? Yes, before. Well, he received word of the shooting before he went down. I know it was in the afternoon. I think two forty-five their time. Well, watch mm -hmm. so one forty-five our time, and mm -hmm. the shooting was at what ten our time. So he had to have already known about the shooting when he went down there. I would assume, but he didn't go down there specifically to speak on that. He went down there for the business summit address that he was supposed to make. Well, wouldn't that? I mean, wouldn't a staff member? intervene to say you know what we've got to go off script here uh, i know these ladies are here for the business but we you would think yes this yeah. is trump and everything so to speak bad pun so so he played again uh you want the ice cream yeah ah don't worry it's just a little ice cream <laughs> hang on <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Holy. It's a transformer. Nope, nope. The hell is that? It was on. It was still playing, so I have oh. to cue it up again here. Oh. Uh, here we go. Just hoping there's not an ad this time. Okay. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Carter. this time. Folks, uh, welcome to the White House. And that, it kills out. So then I have to go to the other. Okay. He was speaking four and a half hours after the shooting. 10.13 was the shooting. 2.43 was the time he began speaking. So four and a half hours. My wife was so upset that she texted me yesterday and said the president came on and was doing a comedy routine. Well, let's, 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 let's try to figure this out. He is coming down to address this women's group, right? Correct. Yep. And, and that's how you might've started addressing a woman's group. Say, okay. Hey, I just came sure. down yep. and maybe you guys got some chocolate ice cream. I have some upstairs and, and then it, it must occur to him uh, to, to address what happened in Nashville. And then he mm -hmm. did. So yeah, but he would have his handlers. He would have said, "Listen, I'm going to tell a couple of ice cream jokes and then address Nashville." I would advise him. Are you crazy? I doubt if he even. Uh, I, I doubt if he even had that. Well, that was spur of the moment. That was not scripted. Sure, obviously. That was just spontaneous gibberish. Uh, well, I don't know what to think, people uh, anymore. Uh, it, it was awkward, at least. Okay, reverse the roles. <laughs> at least. Dial it back four years ago. What would the well, reaction there would have been be? Out, there would have been outrage. Outrage. You think there's outrage here? Or are, you, or are we just dismissing him to be? There's there's outrage, certainly. On well, you're right-wingers. Yes. Yes. Fox News is going to go yeah. crazy. So all the yeah. right hardcore right-wingers are going to go nuts. So I what? think it was tasteless, but, I mean, what do we do? Well, it's, it's worse than tasteless. It's... Uh... It's disconcerting about his capabilities. It's it's uh, his moron chip didn't work there. Right, his chip failed. I mean, and nothing will come of it. Maybe nothing should. I I don't know what to say about it except it's disturbing. I you know I agree with you guys, but. Here's my issue. Uh oh, go, uh, Johnny, go. Careful. Well, no, and I, I want to be careful here. I'm sure you read in the paper today, and I saw it last night, about the congressman that represents that area. Yeah, with the Christmas you, card. Yeah, do you think that's uh, tasteless and off-kilter yeah, then? Of course I do. Okay, good. Well, then, of course yeah. I do. We're on the same page then. But, yeah, I agree. He, uh, The president did not. Uh, it, it's not analogous, the, the Christmas card. Uh, it's a congressman that represents the Nashville area, by the way. Yep. The the Christmas card uh, did not follow a specific shooting within a few hours. 
That was it was just uh that was just he that was a guy playing politics and playing to his base and showing his voters that he owns rifles. Uh I do, I don't think that's an indication of of dementia on the part of the congressman. I think it's a demonstration of idiocy. Uh and I don't think what Biden said about chocolate chip ice cream is a demonstration of idiocy. I think it's a demonstration of dementia. Dementia. Mm -hmm. uh, of really not knowing, uh, not knowing the time and place that, that he was in. I mean, obviously he knew he was in the white house, but. Well, coming from a guy that occasionally his filter doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I even know that that I would not have begun that <laughs> with that ice cream joke. Well, yeah, okie doke. It's a bit odd, isn't it? That's a, that's a good way to summarize that. It's, a, it's an odd time we live in, Joe. I don't know if you've noticed. We really, really do. Uh, The euphorians, uh, as as they do, as, as as well as they might, that's their cause, will suggest that this is another example to get rid of the assault-style weapons. Uh, I happen to believe that that disturbed person would have figured out a way to kill people you know what? I never hear this, these people talking about the gangsters shooting each other in North Minneapolis. Never do. You've, you've got these kids in North Minneapolis who on a daily basis are shooting each other, often wounding and killing each other. Now, would, would there be more commentary about it if they were doing that, uh, if they were doing that shooting with assault style weapons? Because uh, to probably. my knowledge, to my knowledge, none of the uh, shootings committed by the youth who are feral youth uh, loose in a gang war, uh, to my knowledge, they are not using assault style weapons. No, they're not. They're using stolen handguns mm -hmm. or, or whatever they can get their hands on, but they're not using assaults. But I never hear anything about that. It's almost as though some shootings are OK if you're euphorian, but other shootings are not. I have a question about that. Why aren't they? I'm not encouraging them to, but. Well, the, the, the way to answer the question is to realize every shooting is a behavior problem, not a gun problem. Agreed. Well, there, there's my answer. Plus, Rook, the availability, I think, money-wise, et cetera, of that gun would okay. be a gangbanger is going to grab a handgun when he can, steal it, whatever. And Fair enough. There's no place really to, you're not going to break into a car and steal a any kind of rifle. The like odds that. of that would be great. Yeah. 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 You don't, uh, you don't steal an assault weapon out of a car. Usually, you know, if you own one of those, uh, you probably not just leaving it in the back seat. No. Well, in any event, dreadful, uh, you know, little kids see this on the news and they get worried and it's tough for you to figure out what to tell them. You know, don't worry about it. The pictures of kids at the scene are heartbreaking. When, you know, you can see the fright, everything on their face. It's just, oh. 
And the other, I tried to get somewhere with this avenue of conversation, and I didn't. To, to me, this is also just symptomatic of this horrible and rapid breakdown in moral and ethical integrity. Uh, this didn't happen 25, 30 years ago. It just didn't happen. Some bad things happened. Well, you'd get an occasional bath, school, and, and stuff like that, but it was it was not once a week. You got Dylan and Klebold in Denver. Uh, but it wasn't happening with this frequency. And, and it was happening. It didn't happen at a time in life when assault-style weapons st- existed. Hmm. So they, they weren't legal, though. That's right. Then. <laughs> but there were plenty of them around. Well, it's a no-win topic, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I, I argue for moral clarity, and I get nowhere. Uh, I point out moral and ethical decline, and I get nowhere. I point out that what's the difference between shooting somebody with an assault weapon and a handgun in North Minneapolis? I get nowhere. Oh, the difference, of course, is you can do more damage more quickly with the assault-style weapon. But this pathetic soul in in, uh, Nashville, there's no accounting for her behavior. We don't know anything about her uh, I, I, transgenderism has nothing to do with it, in my estimation. Uh, and we we don't know. Yeah, we don't know the backstory. This, yet. this country continues to be afflicted by just dreadful situations, politically, academically, uh, business. Uh, we're we're a we're a we're a hot mess. We're just a hot mess. You it's not this. positive Tuesday, is it? I was going to say, man, what are we? <laughs> well, thanks to those cops in Nashville, how many lives did they save? Not knowing what they're getting into. <laughs> I mean, if this idiot, did you see her shoot her way into the school? Yeah. In the yeah. video? Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> I suppose a guard at the door would not have been able to prevent that. No, she seemed pretty determined. She shoots all the glass out so she can reach in, open the door, and she starts walking around like she thinks she's some sniper. Mm-hmm. Oh, for Pete's sake. Well, I guess if we want to take a positive, and I'm going to, it's the cops. Yeah. Because uh, that video is, you know, they just, they're in there to take care of business, too. You know, make sure nobody else gets hurt. Right. And she was in the act of continuing to roam the school when they caught up to her. Yep. Yep. And had she escaped the school, like you said, she had other plans to hit other places. So Mm -hmm. who knows if she'd have gotten away, what would have happened? I do have a somewhat positive note uh, for a Tuesday. We have Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, and Mars lining up with the moon tonight. It's a mm-hmm. celestial event. I'm, I'm sure I'll miss it. <laughs> uh, you want us to call you? <laughs> well, no, it's supposed to be cloudy. The oh. clouds are going to move in. But if you look at the western horizon right after sunset, the planets will stretch from the horizon line to around halfway up the night sky. But don't be late. 
Mercury and Jupiter will quickly dip below the horizon around a half an hour after sunset. Hmm. The five-planet spread can be seen from anywhere on Earth as long as you have clear skies and a view of the West. That's the beauty of planetary alignments that doesn't take much. Hmm. It says here that maybe you need binoculars. Uh, Jupiter, Venus, and Mars will be easy to see since they shine brightly. Venus will be one of the brightest things in the sky, and Mars will be hanging out near the moon with a reddish glow. Hanging out. Mercury and Uranus could be trickier, trickier to spot since it will be dimmer. That For them, you might need your uh, binoculars. If you're a planet collector, it's a rare chance to spot Uranus, which usually is invisible. So that's got a green glow, and you look just above Venus for Uranus. Okay. That's what you say. Why don't you just control yourself? I thought we were. I thought we were pretty far into it without Reavers here. Yeah, giggling. I exactly. Thought we, we we made it a long I, a long stretch. I confess, though, I had to stop looking at Rook on the camera because I wouldn't look at was, you either. There yeah, was, was a not. five planet lineup last summer, and there's another one in June. Well, this isn't even that rare then. Big huh. deal. You know what this is? <laughs> Big deal. Come on. These alignments happen when the planet's orbits line them up on one side of the sun from the Earth's perspective. Huh. So there you have it. Isn't that a nice note? Yeah, that'd be cool. I found another thing I have to have from EcoFun Motorsports besides the golf cart. I've already gotten an electric bike. Well, you got that it. was stolen from me yeah. and taken to Chicago <laughs> right away to be used by family members. Uh, have you heard of the Vanderhall? What's the Vanderhall? It's no. a three-wheeled street legal vehicle that is so cool. It's uh, it takes your breath away. It's almost like a Morgan. Huh. There, uh, there's eight different Vanderhall USA models in stock at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake in Burnsville. They're two seaters. They're street legal, and you know you don't you don't want to take them out in a rainstorm. <clears throat> no, but they're 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 not motorcycles. Wow. They're not cars. I'm looking at pictures. Aren't they, they are cool? Cool. Yes. They're just the coolest thing in the world. And at EcoFun right now, there's a great spring sale on a preseason sale on all electric bikes and scooters. The Beach Star Step Through Electric Bike, the Sea Star Electric Bike, all gas scooters, 100 to 300 bucks off. All electric scooters, three to 500 bucks off. Lowest price of the year on remaining 2022 Vespa scooters, Moto Guzzi's, Apria motorcycles with a thousand to three thousand dollars off where they, while they last most, are at or below dealer cost and carry a two year full warranty. It's only the most, it's just fun recreational stuff at EcoFun. Those kids, all terrain vehicles, the electric bikes, you name it. Great service, great apparel, helmets. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on 97, just west of 35, and down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. <clears throat> now let's do walls. Okay. Okay.
How could there not be an ice out on this day? That just really bothered <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, it's bugging you, isn't it? It's really bothering me. <laughs> There's an April 28. I want to find one just because it so irritates people. There isn't one. All right, this, who, who has an ad here? I got to grab one. I'm Kenny. <clears throat> Boy, there's a lot of stuff on Ice Outs online, huh? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun stuff. <laughs> well. I love the Ice Outs. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, I had a. Here it is. All right, here we go. What do we got for ads? Here we are. I've got to uh, grab Kenny's pre recorded. I want to do uh, walls and then we're going to do Johnny after a break. <clears throat> you mean to tell me that walls couldn't have found another house on Summit? Uh, who knows why they did what they did? This cheap bastard doesn't even own a house. Yeah, I don't need to make house payments for four years. Right. That's right. How's that work? <laughs> Eight now. Eight years, yeah. It's going to be at 28, and we're going to do dry state. What's the governor make, John? 200? Well... Let's look. State elected officials compensation. Governor makes one hundred twenty-seven thousand six hundred twenty-nine. Oh, well, wait. Now that's old. Oh. Hang on. Sorry. That's back in the twenty teens. Probably makes a buck and a half. How Minnesota's governor's salary compares with other states. He makes, oh, he's way down there. Hell, he makes less than North Dakota's governor. Really? 100, yeah, it is, 127629 Wow. $127,629. 37th on the list of governor's salaries. From Tri-State Bobcat will make a Toro zero all right, we'll come back with some uh, music. And then what? And then Kenny's going to, uh, I'm going to replay this Kenny ad.
Well, let's go here. Okay, Broski. Um, let's go with the stooge. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Not will make your lawn look amazing and no more turning laps the engines and the decks are so powerful that you can just blast back and forth drastically cutting your mowing time right now tri-state bobcat has the best pricing on select model years both the time cutter and the titan zero turn mowers ranging from 42 inches to 60 inches discounts 10 to 20 percent under the promo pricing and i i gotta tell you just check out ask them to show you the my ride suspension system it's so cool the whole seating platform floats it's like riding on a cloud so so awesome if you obsess about your lawn a toro zero turn mower will make it perfect tri-state bobcat can also get you into a Tor toro snowblower right now during the spring sale both the toro power clear single stage blower and the power max two stage snowblowers are on sale and these are the best prices of the year Make sure you tell them you're a GL or when you swing into any one of the tri-state locations, Birdsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And you can also see everything on their cool website, tristatebobcat.com. Uh, we understand that uh, Governor Walls will have to rent a house while the governor's mansion is being renovated. And it's it's sinking into me more and more that... How could it possibly cost six point three million to renovate his house? <laughs> when when he's um, let, before we get to walls and where he's going to live, how could that be? Haven't we've been dumping money into the old Irving? It gets house a lot since. of money all the time. Rudy, remember Rudy Perpich with the buckets? Yeah, Rudy took us to the attic and he showed a hose that he had drilled uh, <laughs> or he had hanging from the roof and it was draining into a bucket, but. uh that alone should be alarming. Six, you can buy a hell of a house for six point three million. You could tear that down <laughs> and, and, and rebuild for yes. six point three million, and never have to maintain it for the next ten years. There, there's where somebody should be taking a look. Six point three million to renovate the governor's mansion. Does that make sense? No, doesn't make. Uh, it makes sense for. Uh, the it's government not that to do big. something like it's that. It's not that big. No, it's neat inside and it's intricate. And but if they're going to try to, are they just going to fix it or are they going to try to restore? Restoration is they're, expensive. They're upgrading a bunch of stuff, plumbing and all that fun stuff, electrical. That yeah, but that still six point three. Well, million. yeah, it seems outrageous. I agree completely. It's almost as outrageous as the fact that we have to pay three hundred and thirty <laughs> grand. For him to lease a house on Sunfish Lake, he's going to lease a house owned by Mike McFadden, who ran uh, Break up against, against, Franken. against Franken in 2014. It's out Vince Flynnway, where Vince built a house. Mm -hmm. And he's got, uh, it's what, 7,500-something square feet, yep. three and a half acres on the lake, six-car garage. Uh, and the property taxes, by the way. Are, are less than many, many smaller houses. <laughs> that are in the city proper? <laughs> Their property taxes, seriously, the property taxes in that house are about a grand less 
than many smaller houses in in St. Paul. Hmm, you oh. don't say. I do say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but should, should, do you want me to call a former residence of the governor's residence to see if? No. What what could Jesse add? Although I certainly miss Jesse these days. Jeez. Yeah. Huh? Talk about missing the politician you once had. I'm glad uh, he doesn't listen to the podcast so he won't hear that. Huh, Gov? <laughs> why? I said something nice. I know. But I don't listen. Yeah, of course not. But I'll tell him what he talked about. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing that's, you know, Walls has to live someplace if they're going to go in the governor's mansion and tear it up. And... So we have a governor that's not paying property taxes. Well, he, no, he doesn't have to. McFadden has is on the hook for the property taxes. Right. Uh, you, the taxpayer, you're on the hook for the $350,000 rent for uh, until what? Uh, something in fall of 2024? Yeah, I think with or, an yeah. option for extra June months. of 2024 or whatever. Yep. I'd like to yeah. congratulate Mike McFadden on a very good business deal. I just don't know that the taxpayer should have. There's a lot of interesting facets to this story, and I, I'm going to start with... $6.3 million is an obscene amount of money to how, restore that house. How? Why can't we break that down? What's, what's, is it 4 million for the roof, 2 million for uh, new plumbing? I mean, 2 million? Well, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. I suppose new electricity, HVAC, dishwasher. I don't know what they're d- doing, but it, it, you know, the governor does not own a house. Right. He does not own his own house. I learned that yesterday from Annette. Well, and the so, story. Uh, this guy is piling up such a retirement that it's incredible. He's going to get at least four pensions, if not five. He doesn't own a house, so he's been making no house payments. He doesn't have to worry about an automobile. That's eight years without a mortgage. It's just no amazing. property taxes. This guy's going to have millions of, I don't know how much a year. He's going to have a lot of money coming in every year. Yeah. And, uh, so there's a number of facets to look at here. The what leaps out at me besides the extraordinary amount of money to uh, renovate the governor's mansion, which it's an old Irvin house. Yes, as in Ordway Irvin, uh, it was donated to the state back in what? I'll check for 1960, you. late 50s, yeah. whatever. Uh, okay, I don't think it shows much character on his part. I realize you got to live someplace, but you certainly aren't living anywhere. You're not putting your money where your mouth is. Why don't you live in a condo in downtown Minneapolis where they shoot fireworks off at your window on the 4th of July? Why don't you live in one of the many houses that I would imagine are available on Summit Avenue in St. Paul? Why do you need this grandiose place? And it is grandiose. It's 7,500, 7,800 square feet, yeah. six-car garage. It's on the lake, Sunfish Lake. <laughs> it, it's just gorgeous. I'd like that. Oh, who wouldn't? <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> and and you, you show no character whatsoever. It, this is one of the most tone-deaf things he's ever done. Now, he didn't do it, by the way. I mean, I'm sure he was apprised of it, but it's the Department of Administration that writes the checks and found the place and said, Hey, Gov, here's, 
do you want to live in this place? And he probably said, yeah, that sounds great. And, and off he goes, he's going to be completely insulated from all of the Minnesota values that he sold holds so dear to his heart. Uh, yes. Again, uh, not on the same, uh, uh, range of president trump i was a little fooled by this guy i thought he was more meat and potatoes i was terribly fooled by this guy i was i thought he military background uh yes he's a a a liberal democrat teacher i just thought he'd have a little more maybe that's all we should have realized that he was a a teacher 65 is when they uh, donated the um 1965 clotilde and olivia Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. That, uh, I'm sorry. It's damn near an 8,000 square foot home. It's yeah, 7952, really five bedrooms. Well, how's he going to squeeze into that when the governor's residence is 16,000 square feet? And, and get this, the <laughs> state, the state, no, the state has no money. Right. You are paying for $15,000 for new carpet. New carpeting in the house. Yes. Well, McFadden, they had that green shag, you know, they're a family uh, of no class. <laughs> the other part of this that is an astounding number, because 330000 you think, yeah, it's, that's a big number. Yeah, I get it. That's seventeen the, grand a month. I, that's the number I was going to bring up. The monthly yeah. lease, seventeen three twenty six. Imagine yeah. you're us normal fellas yeah. going, yeah, my uh, my lease payment this month is 17000 What? Yeah. This is this is really really, this is really (laughs) this is really quite an example of how detached the third rail has become. Yeah. The balls on this guy to live in a house that's gonna cost the taxpayers seventeen thousand three hundred and twenty-six dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have and the state, thankfully, we we don't have to pay the property taxes. We don't have to pay the insurance. But we probably have to pay the insurance. Apparently, the carpet is not up to snuff, so the taxpayers have to pay fifteen grand for new carpet. And of course, we learn that the Department of Administration has funds in its budget to cover the temporary housing costs, and the legislature doesn't need to take additional action. Well, they they presumably would not be taking additional action. What's no? What's to take? Uh. You just kind of throw your hands up in the air on top of everything else. I said, I said the country right now is in a hot mess. So is the uh, so is the state of Minnesota, and the the example he's setting here is just a dreadfully, dreadfully tone deaf example. I'm not saying he should go live in a five hundred dollar a month, eight hundred square foot apartment on University Avenue. I'm saying, though, that he should have done something more representative of the BS he pretends to uphold. And and this isn't it. This is the polar opposite of what this guy preaches, the polar opposite. He, he pretends to represent average Minnesotans, none of whom have lease payments of $17,326 a month. None of whom demand that before this before the taxpayers start paying the seventeen thousand dollars three hundred and twenty six dollars a month that we need to provide fifteen grand for new carpet because I don't, maybe Mrs. Walls didn't like the carpet. I have no idea. Let's see. Um, I looked. I'm at rent.com houses for rent. Find in one Saint on Summit Paul. Avenue. Well, I got one on Sergeant Avenue for five grand a month. Uh, the collection at Highland Bridge. 
That's fifty eight hundred a month. Okay, now you got to factor in security because they can all they always hide behind that. Well, we need room for the yeah. security. Okay. Okay, there's plenty of homes in St. Paul that would have provided as much room for security as the Irvin Mansion near uh, near Lexington and Summit. Yes, plenty. It's between Lexington and Victoria and Summit, on the east side of the street, and there's not that great of a property there. There's a nice side yard where you could park a state trooper car or whatnot. But I guarantee you McFadden's place will have more room than the Summit Avenue place. Oh. So so you gotta factor in security. They're gonna they get away with that. Right. They're gonna they you need security. Okay. Uh you're gonna have more room for security than you know what to do with at Sunfish Lake. You could park a fleet. plus one side of the house is you don't need to secure. It's a lake. Right. <laughs> Unless they're going to come after you in kayaks. I was just going to say, they might boat in, Joe. Yeah, well, you can't use a motor on that lake. So it would have to be a canoe, a very quiet sailboat. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's no problem. Uh, it's a gorgeous little lake. It's not much of a lake, but it's it's gorgeous. And uh, this is an astonishing example of what what has become to the political class. And I would like to think that there are governors who would not have done this, but I'm I'm getting hard pressed to come up with come up with one. I I don't know. Uh, do they all just fall prey to the temptations of this wealth that is handed them? I, I it's a it's a sad situation. That this guy has no character whatsoever. Okay, here's here's okay. Maybe I'll try to justify it for him playing devil's advocate here. Is he not going to run for a third term? And so to, at this point, yes, it would be political. Uh, it would cause him political harm to be doing this kind of ornate thing. I think you're probably right. I think and you're he just thinks, right. you know, I'm just going to give myself this little reward the last couple of years, their term. What well, is a cheap guy doesn't even own a house. <laughs> What's he going to do? Well, he'll probably, you know, beg, he'll get the sandwich board out there and start walking university when he's done. <laughs> we'll work for food. <laughs> And the taxes are less than many, many smaller houses. Yeah, that, I would really feel I've like a that. sucker. I'd yeah. really feel like a sucker if I was in St. Paul right now. I lived in some place like that. I don't want to get out, but you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, there's there's places. On there's river, no potholes. There's places on River Boulevard, much smaller than McFadden's house, and I know for a fact that the property taxes are thirty five grand a year on mm. River Boulevard. If you do the math of what it costs to sleep in your own bed, you'd go crazy. And I know guys who have owned the, a house that was thirty-five grand a year, and they've they sold. They've done that? They're done. No, mm. I never have. No, they moved. <laughs> so they're so. Uh, I suppose the, I better not keep that up because the governor will say, "See how much money I'm saving you on property taxes." Ooh. Well, you're not saving it, Governor McFadden's paying the property taxes. That's the one thing that the taxpayers aren't getting stuck for. But that's the difference between Dakota County and Ramsey County, is that a house that massive could have uh, less taxes than many, many, many smaller houses in St. Paul, in Highland Park, Crocus Hill, Kings Maplewood, Mississippi River Boulevard, Summit Avenue. Well, remember, Joe, also. And one day St. Paul will come to the realization that they've They've run out of the money to to keep expanding the government. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, please don't forget the fact that there are also five staff members at the mansion, a manager, assistant manager, chef, housekeeper, and groundskeeper. The guy might as well be a king. <laughs> I am king of Minnesota. Remember when I was king of America? Yeah. yeah that was way back. That was great. I had a maid. What do, uh, John, what do uh, lefties like you think of this? Uh, I'm t- now, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. I'm no lefty. We don't want Scott oh, and Trier to come down. Let me ask it You know, you, you don't like one guy and suddenly you're a lefty. Yeah. Well, I don't like him either. <laughs> you so don't like him either, so you're, you're a lefty, lefty too. too. Get out of my yard. Oh, I got some foul, cruel email today from from people <laughs> who heard me say Trump should be in a rubber room. I mean, it was foul. I've received that in the past, so I understand. So, so what do uh, you remember? The gal who wrote uh, a letter to the editor. Oh, it's getting to be six weeks ago or so, and she wrote a letter thankful for her property taxes. Yes, remember her name, but I I love the greenery, and we have a park. Is that Kathy? I don't remember her name, but we tried to. Nobody listening to the show could obviously get to her. Yeah, it was Kathy. They were a long way from being, she was a long way from being a GLer. It was unlikely she would be aware of our wish to speak to her. But she was, she probably pays about 800 bucks a year in property taxes and was just thrilled at what she got for her money. Now, what does a woman like that think of this? Do they even care? Do they read about it? Does it occur to them what this is? Do they care? I think they don't care. No, they don't care. They don't care. And I think anybody who would care if the budget situation last week didn't change their thinking, mm-hmm. then their thinking's never going to change. If, you know, if they can't arrive at what the Democrats are doing with the budget is wrong, then their their thinking's not going to change. This guy stole your surplus and he's using it to expand the government by $18 billion a year, which will never go away, meaning added to the baseline is an additional $18 billion a year from now until we melt from cataclysmic climate change. He stole that money to expand the government, and now he's moving into an estate on Sunfish Lake. (laughs) It's incredible (laughs) what, what is happening and this this state seems to be full of people who really don't really care. Bring on the wenches! More wine for my friends! And he has a staff. He's had a chef and a groundskeeper. and a ma- Why do you need a manager of a house to do what? Well, I'll give him at the... I don't know if he's bringing them over to uh, to Mac's house, to um, McFadden's McFadden. house. But I, Where's Mc, where did McFadden move, I wonder? Across the border. I don't know. In that article, it said uh, the the leasing property has a Wisconsin address. Oh, all right. So maybe he's whatever. Maybe he's splitting six months in a day down south and in Wisconsin. I don't know. He sure as hell was mad at those overpriced property taxes in Sunfish Lake. See, I'm I'm not wealthy enough to pretend I don't care. I think if I had eighty million dollars and I saw this, I still would care. It's just a, just a lot less. He is a, he is a tremendous disappointment as a guy. Just as a guy, he's proven to be a tremendous disappointment. I haven't given up getting him on the air yet. I, I but I think mean, you I think you're I think you're okay to tell him that. You I 
Well, he's not coming on with us. I'm not done yet. He's fully ensconced in the third rail. He's he's acting like a, a civil servant would. He's grabbing every piece of the pie he can find, and he's relishing it. And it doesn't seem to, if it did occur to him, it does not seem to bother him that he's that he's not living his promises. Uh, now I don't know if he specific, you know, not that he specifically promised to uh, always live in a uh, closest right. to the tallest buildings and in, in the urban sustainable core. He's never, I'm sure, he's never promised that, but. Given everything he preaches about how safe we are and what a what a what what a great job we're doing, the the cities are falling apart, uh, crime is rampant, and uh, all he's done is guarantee that he's really really made himself safe from that. Yes, that's a, a crime does not visit the shores of Sunfish Lake. <laughs> no, no, but and okay, and then he'll be chauffeured there. I uh, think he's got the Yukon or the Tahoe. Well, he'll be chauffeured though. He doesn't even need to own a car. Now maybe he owns one in in case uh, uh, in case he and the missus want to go house hunting. Uh, well, maybe he's driven. He's driven around. But he's chauffeured around, and now he's going to be chauffeured to a mansion that you pay for. And in the meantime, you are paying. We are paying for that preposterous six point three million dollar renovation, which will be ten million before it's done. Yeah, that's that's the key. Oh, so that that six million is in twenty twenty three dollars in uh, in March. Okay. I wonder what the euphorians say. The only thing I can come up with is they're they're not going to say anything because they're they just don't allow it to factor into their thinking. So what are they thinking about? What are they thinking about? What are they thinking about? If this doesn't bother them, what bothers them? uh, They're not worried about their own and their numbers. They're worried about the other side and how they can chase after. They're they're willing to overlook uh, waste on their side because they're virtuous, but they're not willing to overlook any. There's no wiggle room. On the other side, and that again is what's wrong with this country. Ten percent, ten percent. I'm in the eighty, right in the middle. Well, I, I don't think any governor should behave this way, Republican or Democrat. I think it's a poor example of behavior. It's a real character flaw. It, it was a chance for him to to display character, and he is not displaying any character. Right. I know a bunch of guys in the realtor realty business. I bet you I could find you a house on Summit the same size as the Irvin house that could be leased. I'm and sure. I bet it would be cheaper. I'm sure of it. Have you gone up and down Summit and see the houses that are for sale? Many times. You've been there many times? Been there many times. Okay. It's just amazing. You're aware of the of of his. Well, I'm running out of time. Let's take a break. But first, I want to tell you that uh, uh, Mueller Memorials with us, Mueller Mortuary. They've been in the funeral business for more than 75 years. I've known the family almost that long, not that long, 
because I'm not that old yet. No. But I've known the family a long time. And uh, what they've done is take one of the most difficult times of life and made it more comfortable for people. Been doing this for three generations. I know Scott and his family. I've had both my parents uh, interred by the uh, Mueller Memorial because they take care of the difficult details. Honest to God, they made it. They made it comfortable. They made it comfortable. They created events that ended up honoring loved ones and bringing families together. And ultimately, what you do is you're celebrating a life well lived. Hell yeah. You're celebrating a wife, a life well lived. Uh, it's not a fun thing to talk about or deal with, but you have to. Uh, it's life, and this is part of life. And uh, these guys take care of it. His people take care of it. He takes care of it. It does not have to be overwhelming. Scott Mueller has written a great book. It's called What to Know Before You Go. He answers the most commonly asked questions about death, grief, and funerals. And he does it in a way that will even make you comfortable. Go to MuellerMemorial.com to learn more. That's MuellerMemorial.com. It's the Rook, and, you know, for quite some time here, I've been telling you about Minnesota Masonic Charities online at mnmasoniccharities.org. I'm really happy that they're paired up with us in Garage Logic, getting the word out. Again, it's it seems so silly, but people go, oh, yeah, that's the one with the... They're not. They are an open book, and they want you to learn the good things that they do. I told you earlier last week about Crescent Cove and how they donate a wonderful, wonderful outfit that helps people in a terrible time of need so they don't have to worry. They're going to always worry, but they don't have to worry about maybe where they're going to sleep, where they're going to eat. So check out Crescent Cove through Minnesota Masonic Charities and go to their website. Poke around. Compassionate, committed, capable. Yes, keywords that describe Minnesota Masonic Charities. Started in 2006 when a bunch of uh, Minnesota Masonry combined to be one umbrella organization. Now, that's a lot of philanthropy. Find out for yourself. You can call them if you'd like to talk and you're lonely, 952-948-6200. Or better yet, again, poke around their website and find out the great things they are doing in the state here at mnmasoniccharities.org. I just found uh, an article about mansions, governor's mansions. There, there's some pretty nifty places <laughs> that are governor's mansions. Johnny, I, I had your mic off. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I said I just found uh, a store article about governor's mansions around the U.S. Yeah. There's some, some pretty nifty ones. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, uh, Colorado in 2014, added the installation of a three-handle draft beer system. That's serving all right. serving yeah. a rotating selection of local craft beers yeah. for food. I like that. <laughs> Some are enormous. Some are not. It's, <laughs> uh, it's amazing what. Well, remember what the old remember what the old one was on Como or I don't remember the old one. It was it's on Hamlin, right? I didn't know we had one. Yeah, when you go outside of Como Zoo, there's a house on the corner there. That uh, I don't remember if it's Commonwealth or Midway Parkway. I think it should be a law that to be the governor, you need to own a house. Just in case. Well, why not go through what everybody else is going through? Well, I kind of think it's cool that we have a neat house like that, though. 
No, I mean, yeah, I'd live in the government. Live in there, but, but you still a have a house. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> makes too much sense. Clinton never, never owned the a house. Taxes are less. I didn't. No, he. they were mooches. And there's some that are just like ranch houses in the middle of nowhere, which is kind of fun. What's North Dakota's? North Dakota. Oh, it's on the grounds of the Capitol. I remember that. And it just looked like a brick thing. Let me check here see what it says here. Although I think they just renovated that. Or they may have torn it down and built a new one, actually. Yep. In fact, the picture here, they have it under construction in 2017. 13,700 square foot mansion finished in 2018. Cost $5 million to build. Six bedrooms, six and a half baths, marble floors, white oak walls, and cedar ceilings. 22-foot-high ceiling in the reception area with a spiral staircase that's meant to resemble the Capitol's Memorial Hall. Why this grandiosity <clears throat> for the third rail? Yeah. Well, you know why, Joe. Come on. Because <laughs> they're not paying for it. Exactly. And he, uh, the governor there, is, was rich. I mean, he was a, a Microsoft head of something or the other, and... Although I don't, yeah, he was governor in 2018, I think, because this is his second term. So, what's his name? Doug Burgum. Doggy. Republican? Yep. Where's Christy Nome live? South Dakota? Uh, no, I know that. But... <laughs> right. Hey, John. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, uh, let me find it. The South Dakota's Governor Mansion is in Pierre, South Dakota, 14,000 square foot, two-story mansion. Official residence since 2005. The mansion has five bedrooms, a grand dining hall that can hold 80 people, two fireplaces, a commercial kitchen. Its exterior is mixture of fieldstone, copper flashing, or copper flashing, excuse me, brick and concrete. And uh, the house can be toured throughout the summer. I've been to Pier. It's uh, it's not much to. Pier's a oh I shouldn't say should not I? much to see. I uh, I've been to Pier also and uh, yeah, the only city I've ever been in South Dakota that I enjoyed was Sioux Falls. I've never been there. It was uh, it was modern. Let's put it that way, as opposed to like Pier, which to put it nicely was not modern when I was there. No, <laughs> not at all. It looked barren. Very yes. <clears throat> then again, I grew up in North Dakota, so you know that looks barren. I've seen cities that look like that. Yeah. <laughs> you hey, know, we're coming really... back with John. Are we ready? Uh, we're going to come back with a Kenny spot and then John. John, uh, pro turf for me. Pro turf, I can do that. Yes, and I will play Kenny's pro turf right now. So that is going to be at zero. Have you ever made the trip to Grand Forks, Joe? Yep. That's uh, that's an ugly city. Yep. It's in my state, but it's an ugly city. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> here we go. Wow. Right here. Cursor. You brought her your cursor. You brought her your cursor. All right. Another stooge selection. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Here's John Heitman. No, I'm going to hear Kenny first. Oh, you're right. We'll let Kenny talk first. Yeah. 
if I can find my stuff here. Well, yes, we are waiting. I'm waiting. I'm going to restart Kenny. Kenny, you ready? Okay, go ahead whenever you're ready. A beautiful lawn, just <laughs> nice. click away, professionalturf.com. If you want the best lawn on the block, go with ProTurf. They're a Minnesota lawn care company, been around since 82. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience. These guys know more about our lawns than we do. Uh, when I lived in South Minneapolis, it was their problem. My lawn, always their problem, and it always looked amazing. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate right now, professionalturf.com, and ProTurf will send out a tech to assess your lawn and then customize a slow-release fertilizer and weed control plan that not only is it environmentally safe, but it's guaranteed for a beautiful, healthy lawn, no weeds, professionalturf.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And this news is brought to you to the fine folks uh, from the fine folks at ProfessionalTurf.com. Last week, we got the Democrats' plan for the state budget. Now, minority Senate Republicans are pitching a revised deal to Democratic labor, uh, farmer labor lawmakers on Social Security income tax and infrastructure borrowing. All of this comes after a disagreement on the issue stopped a $1.9 billion infrastructure investment proposal for moving forward earlier this month. Now that legislative DFLers are taking action on tax bills on their own, Senate Republicans are coming back to the table. They brought an offer to the table yesterday to revive the bonding bill, increase spending for long-term care and nursing homes, and eliminate Minnesota's income tax on social uh, social security payments. It matches the current DFL budget framework, calling for $3 billion in tax cuts and credits. Republicans have already been pushing for full elimination of the social security tax, but new to their offer is extra funding for the Departments of Ag and Human Services. Nursing homes and long-term care facilities would get $500 million more over the next four years. Uh, it also calls for increasing spending on ag by $80 million in the next two-year budget. This all comes a week after DFL legislative leaders and the governor unveiled a general budget framework that would increase spending, as you heard earlier, by about $17.9 billion over the next two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we've also been talking about the governor's mansion, getting some work done. That means Governor Walls and his family are moving out. Plans to overhaul the 111-year-old governor's residence have been in the works for over 10 years. The English Tudor-style home slated for exterior repairs, along with upgrades to its mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and security systems, and more. Construction should start in June, take more than a year. During that time, the state will pay about $330,000 Lisa home for the Walls family, as we told you earlier, $17,326 a month at House on Sunfish Lake, just west of, uh, just south of West St. Paul in Dakota County. It's being rented by, from former Republican U.S. Senate candidate Mike McFadden. McFadden, a businessman who challenged former U.S. Senator Al Franken in 2014. Star Tribune reporting, uh, remember in the wake of civil unrest over the police killing of George Floyd in 2020, would-be visitors from suburbs, small towns, and neighboring states kept their distance from Minneapolis. Well, uh, Minneapolis's largest city had uh, developed a stigma fueled by occasional reports of violent crimes and theft, dampening tourism and recreation. Well, now they're trying to reverse those negative beliefs in Minneapolis and to remind people of what they're missing. The city's tourism agency is launching a new marketing campaign to convey wary explorers back into regular visitors. It's Minneapolis's See What All the Fuss is About campaign. Hey. 
targets those <laughs> living within a 300-mile radius of the city. Uh, Duluth, St. Cloud, Mankato residents, as well as North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin residents, and potentially even Canada, according to Melvin Tennant, chief executive of Meet Minneapolis. More than 60% of the city's visitors come from the suburbs, greater Minnesota, and bordering states, according to Tennant. In 2019, Minneapolis hotel occupancy was at 69%. That fell sharply in 2020 and 2021 uh, to 21.4% and 29.9%. In 2022, occupancy did rise a bit again, up to 46.8%. Here's the second paragraph in the Star Tribune story about this. Mm -hmm. A stigma about Minnesota's largest city was fueled by occasional reports of violent crimes and theft, dampening tourism and recreation. How could the Star Tribune allow itself to be that disingenuous? Occasional reports? <laughs> How about daily reports? Right. Yes. And and from the mole, I'm, I'm noting that uh, this is happening now when crime is still an issue. There's not enough police, and there have been County attorney's new view of juvenile crime feels like the music man and a new kind of band <laughs> instrument calling concerns for downtown a fuss is pretending violence, carjackings, etc. is almost like the kids in the music man not being able to play a band instrument. This is this is pathetic. These people in Minneapolis are lying to you. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. We're a hot mess. We gotta, we gotta do something about this, you know. Occasional oh, reports oh, of violent oh. crimes. Occasional. Really come on, occasional? Joe. Come see what the fuss is about. Come on. Come on downtown. See what the fuss is about. <laughs> yeah, right. From uh, up north, kind of a, a well, a, a different kind of story. A twenty-year-old man has admitted he used his truck to intentionally hit three deer while driving within city limits last week. Incident occurred March 21st in broad daylight on Highway 21 by the golf course, according to Minnesota Conservation Officer Anthony Bermel. Bermel said all three deer were paralyzed but still alive and had to be euthanized by an Ely police officer. Within 24 hours, Bermel and others began getting tips on who the driver may have been. Bermel, joined by a St. Louis County Sheriff's deputy and an Ely police officer, interviewed the driver, Casey Meadows, at his residence, and he admitted he hit the deer on purpose. There was never any good explanation as to why, according to Burble. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's Lock a 30 it's a 30 mile an hour zone, so he had to speed up to hit the deer, all of them, single file. Burble said the driver had a heavy-duty bumper guard on his truck, so he sustained no damage to the vehicle in the incident. He was issued a citation for chasing or injuring wildlife by use of a motor vehicle. That's a misdemeanor with the $300 penalty. He was also issued state restitution orders for $500 for each deer. Meadows can either pay the ticket in restitution or challenge them in court. Court records show Meadows paid citations for having a loaded firearm in a motor vehicle in 2021 and not having a current sticker on his snowmobile earlier this year. Burmel said the deer incident has caused a stir on social media in the Ely area, with some people suggesting officers should issue more severe charges. But Burmel Burmel said... Minnesota statutes, good to hear from me, Kenny, are limited in this case, noting there is no provision for this crime in the state to take away Meadows' hunting or fishing privileges. Yeah, except if you hurt animals, you'll hurt people. Lock this fruitcake up. 
A sense of resentment might have played a role in a 28-year-old's deadly attack on a private Christian school in Nashville, according to police there. The shooter, Nashville resident Audrey Hale, had no previous criminal record before opening fire at the Covenant School, killing three children and three adults, authorities say. While officials originally said the shooter was female, Hale is believed to have been transgender and identified as a male. Hale had carefully planned the attack with detailed maps and surveillance, according to police. While the shooter may have targeted the Covenant School, the police chief stopped short of saying she was going after any specific people. There are also indications Hale had planned to target other locations, according to the chief. Covenant's head of school, Catherine Kuntz, was among those killed. The police said she targeted random students in the school. Whoever she came in contact with, she fired rounds. She shot her way through a locked door to gain entrance to the school. The former student is alleged to have left behind writings being studied by local and federal investigators. Looks like former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is seriously considering a run for the Republican nomination for the presidency. Town hall meeting last night at the New Hampshire Institute of Politics. New Hampshire, of course, a frequent stop for presidential candidates in the early voting state. Christie blasted Donald Trump, said the country needs someone with guts to take Trump down in 2024. He said he himself would decide in the next two months whether he's running. Christie says he backed Trump until right after the 2020 election when Trump said he had won the election. Christie said the final straw came on election night in 2020 when Trump stood behind the presidential seal and falsely claimed the election had been stolen. Christie said, quote, when you put yourself ahead of our democracy as president of the United States, it's over. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said this morning he's growing increasingly concerned about President Biden's unwillingness to negotiate on lifting the nation's borrowing authority, saying in a letter to the president that the White House position could prevent America from meeting its obligations and hold dire ramifications. Rather than open direct talks on the debt ceiling, which the Democrats agree have to be raised, Biden and his party's lawmakers are challenging Republicans to publicly present their own budget proposal, something McCartney hasn't done. Uh, McCarthy, excuse me, has not done. Political observers say the Democrats are betting on voters not liking cuts Republicans want to make to the budget if they're made public. Should we uh, come back with some more news after a quick message? Well, I think we should, John. And right now I'm going to tell you about Welter Heating, Ray and Welter Heating, online at welterheating.com. And this is the kind of it's the tis the season, huh? It's the tis season. the season right now. It's the season where you just made it through with your furnace and it was making some funny noises. Don't just shut it off and forget about it. You need to have those issues addressed for those 20 below zero days. And the Welter team can do that. You can go online to welterheating.com. You can request an appointment or you can call them. Go old school. They're going to answer the phone. 612-825-6867. They have been around for 100 years, so they know all the noises, they know all the nooks and crannies, and they're going to be up front with you because you're a garage logician. Four generations have worked at this place, and you know what? They're right there in Minneapolis. They don't have the fancy jingle. They didn't start five years ago. They started 100 years ago. So I want you to trust them, and they're going to trust you to call them right now, 612-825-6867. Those noises aren't going to go away, so use Welter, welterheating.com or 612-825-6867. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Heat your shelter with Ray and Welter and tell them that the Rook sent you. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. 
All right. And that was at 105. And we're going to go back and get Kenny on here. How are we doing here? Moon Motorsports is... Well, we were fine until you said that. <laughs> Let me cut that. <laughs> Timing is everything, Red. Okay, here we go. Moon Motorsports is celebrating 52 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello, bringing us the very best in outdoor recreational vehicle fun. And in a completely unexpected move, even with the demand and the warmer weather on the way, Moon Motorsports has just discounted nearly all of their new KTM dirt and trail bikes. Uh, there are tons of models and sizes in the KTM lineup, so you can uh, start the season off right with a brand new KTM dirt bike at the lowest prices available. And for you ATV riders, the uh, the favorite Can-Am Outlanders, they're all in stock. A wide selection of Outlanders, all sizes, all models, just waiting for you at Moon Motorsports. Moon Motorsports is our Polaris, Skidoo, Honda, Yamaha, Can-Am, and Dirt and Trail Adventure Motorcycle brand leader. They're right there in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Wow, that's nice. Is that Dylan? Certainly <laughs> that is. That was nice. from, uh, he sent it over in October. Cut through. Huh. Nice. Very nice, Johnny. Very talented son you have. Uh, speaking of musicians, uh, we have a musician death. Oh, no. I, I don't know if he'll Obscure? Well, I, I, you guys will probably say yes. I, I, of course, it's not obscure to me, but mm -hmm. let's check. Tom Ledden. The guitarist who co-founded Mud Crutch with Tom Petty and Mike Campbell, and was of course the brother. Obscure. Was the brother of Eagles co-founder Bernie Ledden has mm -hmm. died. Mm -hmm. He was seventy. He died March twenty-second. Only natural causes were listed hmm. uh, on the thing, although he was playing up to uh, that last week he was alive. So apparently, it sounds like he perhaps just had a heart attack uh, in yep. his sleep. Uh, Mike Campbell, of course, Tom Petty, the Heartbreakers lead guitarist, said Tom Ledden was my deepest guitar soul brother. We spent countless hours playing acoustic guitars and teaching each other things. A kinder soul has never walked the earth. Ledden grew up near Petty in Florida, and they formed Mud Crutch as teens. Ledden was the first to leave the area, though, quitting Mud Crutch and moving to California. He ended up playing in Linda Ronstadt's band at that point. Petty and friends followed the move shortly after that, and the Heartbreakers were formed. Ledden, in the meantime, joined the country rock band Silver, alongside future Grateful Dead keyboardist Brent Midland. They scored a number 16 hit on Billboard's Hot 100 with Wham Bam Shangalang, but broke up two years later. Eventually, during the 80s and 90s, moved to Nashville, where he taught guitar. Then, out of nowhere, 2007, 
Tom Petty called him up, said he had grown nostalgic while watching old Mud Crutch footage in the Peter Bogdanovich documentary, Running Down a Dream. If you've never seen that documentary, it's wonderful. Uh, Petty said he wanted to reform the band for a new album and a brief California club tour. So they cut 2008's Mud Crutch in a week. They cut another album in 2016, did short tours, both really good records differing in form from the Heartbreakers, Mud Crutch mixing country rock and jam band genres into a very cool mix. The band included Tom Petty, Campbell from the Heartbreakers, and Ledden. Uh, he was, as I said, Tom Ledden, 70 years old. John, I've got some news you probably aren't aware of. <clears throat> yes. News. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read in the New Yorker magazine last night about a new documentary film called Whatever Happened to Blood, oh, yeah. Sweat, and Tears. Very familiar with the uh, the movie. You I've are? never seen it. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know exactly well, just, what it's about. It just came out. Yeah. I know exactly what it's about, though. Uh, apparently, Blood, Sweat, and Tears was used as some sort of weapon against the Cold War. Yeah. They, they were sent behind the uh, what the Iron Curtain to play in... You know, hungry and and whatever, and uh, is this like a skunk deal? And, and apparently, David Clayton Thomas, who's Canadian, he had some green card problems or something that went away if the band would do this. Correct. Yes, yeah. he had uh, he had apparently uh, pulled a gun on an acquaintance. Yeah, is this and, another uh, Joe O'Brien thing? No, <laughs> no, David, he didn't uh, he didn't abuse anybody. <laughs> But I did. It does beg the question: What did ever happen to them? They had the one great album, and then they. Well, no, I you'd see you just weren't paying attention, Joe. They had okay. several albums after that, and several more hits. Right. Uh, after the one you're talking about, which was just called Blood, Sweat, and Tears, they had another album come out where they had a uh, several hits off that. Then they had Blood, Sweat, and Tears four, which had huh. several hits, including remember Go Down Gambling, yeah, huge huge hit. Yeah. Uh, was on that album. Then David Clayton Thomas quit in about '73. Eh, yeah, and, and then That's when the trouble started. Then they had new singers. Uh, they had a hit with a song called "So Long Dixie," which is a great song. Uh, and then David Clayton Thomas rejoined 1975, and they released three more albums up to damned. 19. I'm uh, sorry, I didn't know this, John. Oh, there's yeah, lots of blood, sweat, and tears history. I, a big, uh, big favorite of mine. I confess. Okay. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And bless the beast and the children. Uh-huh. The hell are you the talking base? about? Whatever. The bass and I'm, I'm what, what does bless the beast and the children have no, to do? No, what is that? Yeah, yeah. What's the one? What's the song called? It's your story. You tell I us. I have no idea. Give me a lyric. Give me a lyric. It starts out with the horns. Okay. Yeah. They were a horn band. Uh, it's bless something. Well, I know what you're thinking of. We used to play it as a bump. I loved it. I can't remember the name, but I'll look at it. Oh up. my God. I'm that's okay. it. You're yep. fired. God bless the child. The, the, yeah. God bless oh, the God child. Bless the child. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a bless jazz the classic. The children was a book. <laughs> a jazz classic <laughs> from the thirties written by Billy holiday. Okay. <clears throat> well, you know, we got a guy on board here who just can't be stumped. You're like the lake detective. Yeah, the well, music. That's, a, that's a classic jazz song. And Billy yeah. holiday, of course, classic jazz singer. Right. But now you know ones. what I'm talking about with that bass in that, in that song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah let's let's talk some more about what's going to Um. Boy, I had another thought about that, but I can't remember what it was. Joe's probably very thankful. No, that's all right. It's nothing that important. Oh, the movie. We're t- going to talk about the movie a little bit. Uh, apparently, it goes through a whole. Uh, the, there's tons of great clips, interviews with all the guys that were in the band. 
uh, about their trip to Russia and what happened after that. And Rook hit it right on the nose there. Uh, the Doobie Brothers were also used as a weapon against the Cold War. Was that how Skunk got his taste? He went there and uh, he said the people behind the Iron Curtain were starving for any kind of entertainment. He said he took guitars, he took pedals, he gave them to kids in the Soviet Union so that they would have something to make music with. And he says, and I'm not going to doubt him, that that helped, you know, uh, cultivate a culture of uh, openness behind the Iron Curtain, eventually leading to the Berlin Wall coming down. Yeah, there you go. On this stupid ass Putin guy. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't last. Right. It, didn't, wasn't it all... did, didn't take. Peaches and cream. <laughs> In Florida, the board of the Tallahassee Classical School pressured Principal Hope Karaskia to resign last week after an image of the David. You guys know the David, right? Yeah, yeah I've seen it in person. Yeah. Well, they showed it to a sixth grade art class, and apparently, some parents were quite annoyed by all well this. it's just a sculpture it's maybe uh, they should call him the little david no it's, it's fine karaskia believes the board targeted her after three parents complained about a lesson including a photo of the david a 17 year old uh, 17 17 foot nude marble sculpture dating from 1504 the work is considered a masterpiece of the italian renaissance depicts the biblical david going to fight goliath armed only with his faith in god yep karaskia said two parents complained because they weren't notified in advance that a nude would be shown a third parent called the statue pornographic no it's it's not it's not pornographic one addendum to the story michelangelo's renaissance masterpiece the david uh, on sunday invited parents the florence museum did where it's at invited parents and students from the florida charter school to visit after those complaints no word if they'll take them up on that really how but how much of a priss do you have to be pretty much wow uh also in florida you know that Disney film Ruby Bridges has been shown during Black History Month for years at Florida's Pinellas County. It was recently pulled because one parent, one parent was worried it would teach white children about the racism that black children faced in the 1960s. Emily Conklin, whose child attends North Shore Elementary Parent, uh, North Shore Elementary School, refused to let the students see Ruby Bridges when it was shown earlier this month. She made a formal complaint on March 6th, saying the use of racial epithets and images of white folks who harassed Ruby as she walked into a school would allow white children to see the racist history of segregation. School officials for Pinellas decided to ban the movie at the school until a review committee can evaluate it. Conklin, one of two parents who refused to let their children watch the movie after the elementary school had sent out permission slips, which included a link to a trailer two weeks before the movie was shown the classes well she's an idiot and there's a lot of them out there do you know how in the david with the david sculpture there's ornate detail uh-huh. it's that's why it's a, a classic my wife um took an art course at the u of m and one day they were going to do some drawings and out comes the uh barry yeah. and um <laughs> he completely disrobes uh-huh. and she is to the class is to you know do the picture so she had good detail in the arms up here, up here, but downstairs, she just was like a whoop, real quick. She, she didn't go into detail on the, um, she was very shocked by that. Right. <laughs> Is that Giving too much a, information? Maybe? It really was. Okay. It's not much of a story. Giving all of us older folks there something. There wasn't much to David. He wasn't. Uh, 
you know, it wasn't one of these deals. Right. That's what I'm saying. Well, the little David, I call yeah, it. Yeah. There actually, I read yesterday a reason for that in one of these stories. Shortage of marble? No, it was purposely done to not draw attention uh, to that region because they wanted the the meaning of the statue to be bigger, if that right. makes sense. Right. Well, yeah. when you look, seriously, when you look at the statue, the arms, the chest. It's a very modest swimsuit area. Yes, but I'm saying everything in detail. It's He's got beautiful the beautiful piece of wood. He's got the six pack going. Yep. Giving us all a giving all of us older folks. Didn't get a lot something. of dates after that, though, I think. When he, you know, I I got my I uh, want John to do the news now. Giving all of us older folks something to shoot for. A 91-year-old Colorado man took about a 24-mile trek to become the Guinness World Record holder for oldest person to cross the Grand Canyon rim to rim on foot. John Jepkema, 91 years and 152 days old, when he and his group of friends finished up their five-day backpacking hike. The group started on the North Rim's North Kebab Trail and descended 14.3 miles and 6,000 feet to the bottom of the canyon, where they headed toward the Bright Angel Trail and ascended about 9.6 miles and 4,500 feet to the South Rim. That's a feat. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So yes, you sir. went the, the long way? Yeah. From start to finish, not just walked on across it on the ground. Right, correct. He went the That's, length of it. Yes. That's a feat. Up and down and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he said he got ready for the attempt by walking five to eight miles a day for four months. Wow. Jepkema said, I did lots of walking with a full backpack and as much trail and elevation changes as possible. I would walk three miles to morning coffee with a 30-pound pack and then walk back home you what? say wow is it because you're jealous well, that he walked that much my feet kill me and this guy's 91 so, okay. so I, I i you know what i sense that in your wow you're that's like man amazing. i wish i could do that that's amazing <laughs> well congratulations you feel like you're 91 <laughs> no but uh, that's uh i mean i walk but that that i, walk. Is, I, I walk. walk every day but i don't know if i have that in me that's fantastic on his part john thank you uh-huh yeah fine yeah. sounds pretty good uh, why don't we just take a break and we'll come back? That's the point. <laughs> and let's see, what do I got left here? I feel like driving up and down Summit, seeing if I can find. Looking for him. No, seeing if I can find <clears throat> houses for sale. Uh, you know what else they'll factor in in his defense? Well, he didn't want to disturb any neighbors. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, please. All right. Here, I'm going to I'm oh, sure. cut him. Another week, another, you know what I'm about to say, right? Maple Grove Lock and Safe, another big sale. Actually, the sale runs a couple of weeks. You can save up to $400 on select bronze, colonial, fat boy, junior, and centurion safes. Don't wait because this deal won't last forever. As a matter of fact, April 12th is the end date on this sale. The Liberty Safe made right here in the USA with full transferable lifetime warranties and the best fire protection you can get. 
And the owner and proprietor, Rich, he'll set you up with professional delivery and installation. There's a website and a phone number. Website first, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. If you want to call Rich directly, 763-494-9075. They're at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. The big sale, Liberty, Colonial, Fat Boy Jr. and Centurion Safes, all on sale through the 12th. Check them out, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. I want to go up and down Summit Avenue and find a house for the gov. That's a great idea. You, you would know, be you, saving the state money. You know what else he'll hide behind? Well, he didn't want to disturb neighbors. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's going to be part of it. Yep. But he won't, he'll, he'll disturb the, the quaintness of uh, Sunfish Lake. They don't want it. Roads right there say... Private. Well, the other irony is that based on the f- people I do know who live there, there ain't no uh, de- there ain't no DFLers. Uh, he, correct. Kind of a, a I'm taking quick mental inventory of the people in I know. A strange land there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at Worldwide Waftage. Only one thing happened on this day in Minnesota. You don't one tell me. Of note. This is March 28th. Thing. March 28th is a dull day in Minnesota? On this day. What? In 1992, William Marpins, Duluth's premier civil rights leader, died. He served as president of the Duluth NAACP chapter and when an African-American family was prevented from moving into a Duluth neighborhood, he launched a campaign that led to a city fair housing ordinance. He also organized a food drive for poor African-Americans in Mississippi when white truckers in the South tried to block the shipments. He He persuaded Duluth Teamsters to deliver the food. Good for him. Sounds like a uh, hail fellow well met. William Maupins. He he was well known in the Duluth area. And he died in 92? He died on this day March in 1992. Okay. On this day in history. I'm shocked that there's not anything else. That's it. It's all we did on this day. One thing. One thing. One thing. I don't know who it is that decides these things because there's more stuff that happened you would think some other stuff happened you know but uh we don't know. opened or something like that. <laughs> we don't know yeah. all right thank you uh glers yeah i think we did okay we didn't need either one of those two morons huh we'll, we'll see a couple of mine yeah a couple of uh, mistakes on my part here that reavers will mock me for but like, we'll be all right okay if you want to be all right then go to Pod MN on your smartphone and pick out one of your own, very own podcasts that you'll love to listen to. There's a wonderful library at Pod MN on your smartphone. Also, don't forget about the Garage Logic Town Council. Go to garagelogic.com. It's super easy to do. And sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. You could possibly get yourself a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores gift card. It's just that simple. You pay 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks a year. Garage Logic Town Council's a lot of fun. Check it out. Oh, don't forget YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. A lot of great videos out there. Thanks, guys. Chai later.
Yep. 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 Okay, we're done here. I got to add Josh Arnold. Let me add that first, and then we'll do the um, two ice outs tomorrow. <laughs> Only two. Both on White Bear. It's time once again to check in with. Here we go. Already. Well, three. Uh oh. 20, they're piling, they're piling up. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's tedious. It's <laughs> tedious. Right. I got to add this uh, spot to the tail end. So I'm going to put everybody's mics going off. Don't go away, Johnny. It's time once again to check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, who's on the line with us. No better time than right now to pick up that phone and give Josh a call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. The number to dial, 952-925-5608. That number again, 952-925-5608. You can make that call, and with Josh, you know what you get. He always gives you straight talk without sugar-coated advice. And some of that straight talk right now includes possible recession time. Josh, what can you tell us? Is a recession in the cards? I don't know. I really do not know. But I've been listening to numerous strategists, commentators, other money management professionals who keep talking and have been talking since the Fed started raising interest rates a year ago and the, that a recession was in the bank, count on it. A recession is in the bank, they have said, because the short-term interest rates are higher than the long-term rates, also known as, as an inverted yield curve. And then they have pointed out to other things that have been happening in the bond market, not just in the government bond market, but in the junk bond market, where currently the yield spread between the both the worst bonds, triple C, and some of the better bonds, the investment grade bonds, is at all time high, signaling that numerous companies in the triple C category will be unable to pay their debts and or could default on their debts. Add to this issues in the commercial real estate business as leases start to get renewed. Uh, many commercial real estate companies are unable to renew at past rates and numerous companies are looking for less space. Now this has a lot to do with the pandemic and the work from home uh, ethos that has uh, hurt many, many companies in many metropolitan areas. Uh, it is also going to cause or could cause some delinquencies and or default on, on uh, uh, high grade or not high grade bonds or high grade mortgages, but commercial mortgages, which in turn could hurt banks. And as you're probably aware, we're right now in the midst 
of a bit of a banking crisis. I have stated before that I am not a bank investor, really don't want to be a bank investor, and banks right now uh, with um, with the FDIC on them, with regulators now focused back on them, with the need to have more capital, are going to be very, very tight in their lending, which could create a little bit of a credit crunch. All of that could lead to you know, a broader economic slowdown or a recession. Now, one of my friends, Chris Dvorak of Dvorak Technical Research, uh, who also happens to be my technical analyst, you know, has said that his economics professor had stated that economics is a matter of getting what you expect. And if more people expect a recession, well, that could, could lead to one. And if, and I say if, we have a recession, it will be the, one of the most advertised and well-anticipated recessions around. And if that is the case, then many stocks, as I'm a stock guy, and more particular, a growth stock guy, many stocks may have already priced that inevitability or as, or as uh, these strategists and investment people say, it's, they have already priced a lot of that uh, downside in. Me, I keep looking for companies that still have or still are able to grow their earnings uh, from growing sales, even if those sales, as the economy slows a little bit, also slow down. So to me, the focus should still be on companies that generate a lot of cash and provide a good or service that people can't be with out. Thanks, Josh. You heard him, GLers. What great information right there. And now is the time to pick up that phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation. The number to dial, 952-925-5608, where you will always get straight talk and you'll never get sugar-coated advice. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Walls is getting a Hi, new Johnny. house. Wow. You're back. <laughs> Hang Walls. on now. Wait. Here's what I'm going to do. Joe, Joe to go. Walls is getting a new house. And you're paying for it. Got it. Minneapolis wants its tourists back. Got it. Period. Crime? Question mark. What crime? Question mark. Got it. Chopping ice is not boring. Got it. John Height News.
Got it. Get it, got it, good. All right, quarter to two. I have to go back to the area of Puerto. That's Josh. I gotta go back in 55. From the land of sky blue waters. <laughs> waters. Comes the beauty breaking. Got my free MLB.tv while I was listening to Josh. Did you? I yeah. watched the wild last night on I couldn't get my the game. computer. I couldn't get the game. Matthew had to tell me how to do that. I have no you gotta I, download the ESPN plus app. I know, but then you gotta log in and stuff that I'm unwilling to do. Well, that's because you're you live here. Huh? I have uh ESPN. He has a vested plus interest because he can't get that. Oh. I have ESPN plus on my television because it's part of Hulu and Disney package. Well, I think I have that. John, oh, you got to come to my house and redo our whole deal. <laughs> yeah. God really? knows what she's paying a month. It's just obscene. God only knows how much I love you. <laughs> Brooke, do you got Hulu? I think. I, well, we, oh, just plain between Hulu. the kids and us, yes, we all have. Because that's yeah. how I was watching Outlander. If you have that package with all three of them, which is pretty cheap, you get ESPN Plus and all the games just show up immediately on Hulu at the top. The problem is the gals were watching The Bachelor last night. So that's oh. the reason. Well, I was well there you go. Well, another week, feet. another. You know what? I'm... Well, I'm going to head out. I got to go. Yeah. Go, Joe. Okay. I got I to go to your favorite place, the post office, Joe. Another week. Really? To yeah. uh, mail a parcel? Yeah, I got, uh, I've been selling all my CDs on eBay. So uh, about once a week, I make a trip, take 10 packages, and off I go. Copy that. That's today's project. Doesn't that it sound exciting? His project? Yeah, it sounds like you got a great life there, Johnny Cake. <laughs> you got to zip up to Home Depot? <laughs> or better yet, again, poke around their website and find out the great things they are doing in the state here at mnmasoniccharities.org. I thought, I thought that was you still talking to me. I was very confused. Oh, All right, I'm going to go. Bye, Johnny Cake. See you tomorrow. Yep. It's just me in the town council doing whatever I do. Are you still here, Joe? What? Are you still here? Yeah. Okay. Are you leaving now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to end the broadcast. Bye, Town Council. Ciao.